You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Yes, I am a law professor, and I know something about constitutional law. I'm here on Talk Zone every Thursday. Love being here with you. The last segment, we talked a little bit about three law professors or two law professors and a former House ethics lawyer for President Barack Obama who say <clears throat> Trump can't pardon himself according to the Constitution. There's a fellow by the name of Jonathan Turley. He is the Shapiro Professor of Public Interest Law at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Now, he's recently he has recently written that the president probably could legally pardon himself or his family, but goes on to say he probably shouldn't do it. Jonathan Turley has written, President Trump is re- reportedly looking into using his poor pardon power in response to an expanding special counsel investigation of Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election. If he really did pardon his aides, his family, or himself to head off Robert Mueller's inquiry, the move probably would be constitutional, but ultimately self-defeating for the president, says Turley. In using his power to pardon potential witnesses against him, President Trump probably could convert a weak criminal investigation into a full-fledged impeachment effort. In 1833, Turley reminds us that the Chief Justice John Marshall upheld a presidential pardon by Andrew Jackson by saying that a pardon is an act of grace by a president, an act of grace by a president. A pardon in these circumstances would not be viewed as an act of grace, but a gratuity from an isolated president, that is, bringing it down to Trump and his family. It wouldn't be an act of grace. It would be viewed as an act of uh, a gratuity from an isolated president. Mr. Turley goes on, and I should say Professor Turley, says that Trump clearly possesses the authority to pardon associates and family members under Article 2, Section 2 of the United States Constitution. I read it to you a little earlier. It says, President shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. Although presidents have tended to wait for convictions before issuing pardons, Trump can do so in an anticipation of federal charges. In a case called Ex Parte Garland from 1866, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the pardon power may be exercised at any time after its commission, either before legal proceedings are taken or during the pendency or after conviction and judgment. That is precisely what Gerald Ford did when he pardoned Richard Nixon before any charges were brought against Nixon in 1974. Now, the issue of uh, whether a president can pardon himself is really an unanswered question under the Constitution. It's never happened in the history of our republic. Even Richard Nixon didn't stoop to a self-pardon, although he did research it. Neither did 
Andrew Johnson, the first president to be impeached, or Bill Clinton, the second one to be impeached. They were both impeached by the House, but not removed by the Senate, as you may recall. Nixon was not impeached because he resigned. Professor Turley goes on to write that pardoning his associates, that is, if Trump pardoned his associates at this stage, this would clearly have a tactical benefit because the historical and political costs of that would be immense. The most obvious reason for issuing pardons now would not be to protect any of the key people from jail, but to limit Mueller's leverage over witnesses. As we know, the special counsel, Mueller, has selected a team of prosecutorial heavyweights, some of whom are known for flipping witnesses and using pressure to secure their cooperation. Well, all prosecutors do that. But a pardon removes the option and reinforces the ability of close associates to take a hard line with investigators. Once the person has been pardoned, the members would legitimately be described or could be described as abuse, but it wouldn't be unprecedented. History tells us that President Thomas Jefferson pardoned what are called Jefferson Republicans accused of treason under the Alien and Sedition Act. He also issued a pardon for Eric Bowman that would have allowed Bowman to testify against Aaron Burr in 1807. Jefferson and Burr had received the same number of electoral votes for the presidency, and there was a tie brokered by Alexander Hamilton, whose own conflicts with Burr would later lead to the duel in which Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton. The most recent abuse of a pardon was by Clinton, that is President Clinton, Some of you are old enough to remember that President Clinton waited until his last day in office to pardon billionaire Mark Rich, generally considered one of the least worthy recipients of a pardon in history. Jimmy Carter, the former president, denounced the abuse of the pardon power for Rich as, quote, disgraceful and attributed Clinton's decision to his large gifts, that is, the large gifts that Rich's wife gave to the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton race for the White House. Worse yet, on the same day, President Clinton pardoned his half-brother, Roger Clinton, in an open abuse of pardon power to benefit his family. Now, Trump could attempt to justify pardons on the basis that any mistakes that were committed last year were simply the result of novice aides unfamiliar with politics. After all, In 1795, Professor Turley writes, George Washington pardoned the leaders of the Whiskey Rebellion. That was in 1792, justifying his decision by by dismissing one of them as, quote, a little short of an idiot, end quote. The idiot rationale, though, does not sit well with Trump's anyone would have taken that meeting defense nor would it be in keeping with Trump's carefully maintained public image of himself and his children. Some of Trump's aides could obviously use a pardon. Who do we think of? Paul Manafort and Michael Flynn are facing credible claims of violating what's known as the Foreign Agents Registration Act, 
F-A-R-A, or FARA. FARA violations are almost universally addressed administratively, not through criminal prosecutions. Indeed, there have only been three prosecutions under FARA since 1966. That's when the law was revised. Nevertheless, prosecutors could threaten a FARA charge to induce cooperation, and they've done that. Pardons, presidential pardons, would not necessarily end an investigation. Even if everyone were pardoned, Mueller, the special counsel, could and probably would issue a report to Congress. Likewise, the congressional investigations would continue. Indeed, with pardons, witnesses could lose protections against self-incrimination and could more easily be forced to testify. If they didn't testify, they could be jailed, as under contempt. New crimes, such as perjury, could fall outside of the pardon, and such a pardon would not protect against state charges. Pardons by a president only go to officials to official wrongdoing and crimes against the United States. Finally, the difference could be that the focus would shift from potential counts for indictment to counts for impeachment. That change is not an improvement for protect for President Trump. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, folks, but it's going to be interesting. Tactical pardons are like burning bridges, Professor Turley says. They can slow an investigation, but they rarely stop a determined foe like Mueller. Instead, it tends to encourage and swell the rank or ranks of opponents. In the end, a pardon of Trump's allies and family, let alone himself, would destroy any legacy of Trump's and demean his office. The presidential pardon remains one of the most majestic and storied powers of our Constitution. Alexander Hamilton once stated that the unfettered power given to a president reflects its foundation in, quote, humanity and good policy. Neither humanity or good policy would justify pardons at this stage of a Mueller investigation. So now maybe you've learned a little bit about pardons. We don't know whether President Trump will use them. But across the Constitution, my reading says, no, he can't pardon himself. But I think, and Jonathan Turley also says that he could perhaps pardon himself, but it wouldn't be good for him. But he certainly can pardon his friends and relatives, and maybe he will do that. Now, just a sideline to this whole thing about pardons that's swirling around and the president may be thinking about is the story that came out yesterday in the Washington Post by a fellow by the name of Philip Pump, Bump, not Pump, Philip Bump. He wrote, seemingly out of, seemingly out of the blue on Wednesday morning, that's yesterday, President Trump took to Twitter to announce that he would not allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the United States military. The rationale? He says the military cannot be burdened with tremendous medical cost and disruption that transgender people in the military would entail. Now, I don't know, according to what Bump says here, 
The questions of cost, presumably referring to procedures like gender reassignment surgery, was addressed in a RAND report that estimated that 0.04 to 0.13% increased military health care expenditures should transgender people be allowed to serve. President Trump has proposed a 10% bump in overall military spending, which would cost or which could certainly absorb uh, the increase that the Rand Corporation found out in their report. Now, myself, I think this would be a bad move to ban transgender people from the military. Not only do I think it's a bad move, many Republicans have come out against it. We need every person who wants to fight and serve their country to serve without discrimination. I do not think that transgender persons should not be allowed. I think that President Trump is using this as a distraction from the Mueller investigation into whether his campaign colluded with the Russians in getting him elected. As a matter of fact, President Trump came out with this order not as a presidential order, not through the Department of Justice, I'm sorry, Department of Defense, but instead he tweeted this information. His Secretary of Defense was on vacation when he did this. It certainly sounds much like a distraction. We will see what happens. Stay tuned. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. I have more information like this in coming days. Consumer Debt Counselors is a company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the drive. Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. 
You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. So happy to be back with you on TalkZone Radio. This is Leonard Birdsong, and this is Leonard Birdsong Radio. We've talked about some dumb criminal law stories today. We've talked about the Constitution of the United States and the pardoning power of the president. I've given you some both sides of the argument from legal scholars as to whether the president can pardon himself and his family. Some say absolutely no. That's the position I take. He can't pardon himself, but probably his family. Uh, some say yes. But right now, we're going to do something lighter. I'm going to read you some news tidbits. These are not necessarily about dumb criminals. These are some things in the news that I come across. I love reading the news. and been reading the news since I was about 12 years old when I got my first paper route. I'm always fascinated by things that people do. So these are some stories you may not have heard over the last week or two, but I'm going to bring them to you. Headline for our first story. It was a real eye-opener. British surgeons removed 27 contact lenses lodged in the eye of a Birmingham, England woman. The 67-year-old woman went to the hospital for cataract surgery when the ophthalmologist discovered a bluish mass in her eye, according to a medical report. It turns out to be a clump, or it turned out to be a clump of 17 contact lenses. Another chunk of 10 lenses were found on the same eye. You see, she had been wearing monthly disposable contacts for 35 years, but not disposing of them. It was a real eye-opener, folks. Now, this next story says, This will really perk you up in the morning. This will really perk you up in the morning. Best Herbs Coffee, LLC, is voluntarily recalling some of its coffee because it contains what? The active ingredient in Viagra. The presence of desmethyl carbonated ophthal could cause problems for people who take heart and blood pressure medications, according to the federal DA. That is uh, the Food and Drug Administration. Viagra in your coffee? This will really perk you up in the morning, it says. <laughs> this little story, this tidbit, comes from Oregon. Oregon transportation officials face a very sticky situation last Tuesday. A truck tipped over and spilled 350 gallons of glue on Interstate 105, leading to cleanup efforts that stretched into last Wednesday. Quote, it's sticky and it's hardening on the pavement, end quote, said Oregon Department of Transportation Manager Kevin Finch. Another quote, we're struggling to get it off the pavement, pavement at this point without using extremely hazardous chemicals. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, this next story comes, or this next news tidbit story comes from Ohio. An Ohio man's prosthetic leg saved his life after he went overboard. Adam Shannon 
of Doylestown, Ohio, said he was fishing on Donner Lake near his home last Monday in the evening when a seat on his boat broke, sending him into the water. Shannon's prosthetic leg came off as he plunged into the water, and he used it as a flotation device when it got trapped in his pants. Shannon, 45, called for help, and his yelling attracted the attention of a family nearby. Jeffrey and Matthew Krause grabbed their boat, paddled out to Shannon, and lugged him, or tugged him, rather, to shore. Saved by his sea leg, said the headline. Saved by his sea leg. All right. Let's see what else we have here. A homeowner in Massachusetts was left a little bit rattled by an unwanted visitor. Animal control officials had to be called. They had to be called in to trap a timber rattlesnake found in urban Springfield. Rattlesnakes are usually rural critters, but this one might have been a runaway pet. It was released elsewhere, and uh, uh, somewhere a little, it was, sorry, it was released somewhere a little less crowded than the town of Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. Couple more stories here, news tidbits that I have. See which ones are. Oh, here's a good one. Uber really delivers, says the headline. Uber really delivers. A woman in the Sherman Oaks neighborhood of Los Angeles went into labor and called an Uber driver to get her to the hospital. The impatient baby couldn't wait, and prior to the Los Angeles Fire Department arrival, the driver of the rideshare vehicle was the primary assistant for the successful delivery of a newborn in the vehicle. This is according to a statement by the L.A. Fire Department. Mom and baby are okay. The headline, Uber really delivers. (laughs) I like that. Here's a weird story. No, it's not weird. Maybe it's karma type. A Michigan woman said she hassled her fiancé to buy a lottery ticket, finally getting him to pony up for what turned out to be a $500,000 payday. Melissa Kramer, 46, tested her partner, but he wrote me back and said he wasn't going to buy me a ticket because she always lost. But he relented and purchased a Lucky Streak scratch-off ticket that won them $500,000. She never won anything, huh? Bet you got to eat that story. All right. Here's one. Another bank is underwater, but it isn't the 2008 financial meltdown all over again. Instead, we learned that a flood destroyed all of the cash inside a vault of the Fox River State Bank in Burlington, Wisconsin. Bank President Keith Pollack said the Federal Reserve will replace every buck. Good for them. All right. Here's the last one today. Last news tidbit. 
A family in Deerfield Beach, Florida, is dealing with mystery meat. No, not some weird cafeteria confection or concoction, but packages of frozen sausages that crashed through their roof. Quote, it was like thunder and it wakened me out of a sleep, Travis Adar told the TV station in Miami. The family can only guess that the meat fell from an airplane the past Saturday. Mystery meat. Okay. Hope it doesn't happen to my house. All right, folks. So those are the news tidbits. Maybe you heard some of those. Maybe you didn't. But I've got a couple of riddles here that I want you to think about. Maybe you can answer. They're not that hard. My riddles aren't that difficult. But let's see what you can do. Here's the first one. Did you hear about the robbery, folks? Did you hear about the robbery? You're saying, what kind of robbery? Well, two clothespins held up a pair of pants. How about that? All right, here's another one. What is something everyone overlooks? What is something that everyone overlooks? Think about it now. It's not that difficult. What is something everyone overlooks? Give up? Everyone overlooks their nose, folks. Everyone overlooks their nose. Get it? (laughs) I like that. All right. Can you tell me the difference between a TV and a newspaper? What's the difference between a TV and a newspaper? Think about it. Got it? Got the answer? Well, folks, you can't swat a fly with a TV. How about that? All right, those are the riddles for the day. I hope you got some of them. I'll be back next week with some more riddles, some more news tidbits, some dumb criminal law stories, and something probably about the law that you might not know about. This is Leonard Birdsong Radio. I love being here with you on Talk Zone. I'm here every Thursday from 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But since this is Internet radio at its best, you can get me 24-7. Just go to your computer, type in TalkZone.com, go to the right, to the legal channel, and my program, Leonard Birdsong Radio, will come up. You can also go to my website, LeonardBirdsong.com. Find out more about me. Buy my books there. They're very inexpensive. Also, you can go to my blog, www.birdsongslaw, all one word, dot com, www.birdsongslaw.com. If you want to email me, my email address is lbirdsong at, nope, it's lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. I'd like to hear from you. It's been fun being with you. I love being on the radio, and I love talking to you. I'll be back with you next week. Next week we'll be into August. Summer is flying by. This is the last Thursday in July. Stick with me, though. 
I have lots to tell you, folks. This is Leonard Birdsong signing off on Talk Zone today, Talk Zone Radio. Come back and listen to me.